Welcome to the Find Your Nutrition Podcast. Here, we'll discuss nutrition for health, wellness, and energy for everyday life. What's up, everyone, and Happy New Year. It's 2024, and it's going to be a great year. So today we have a post, a short post, but a really powerful post uh, about someone who reversed prediabetes. And I think you're really going to like it. I think it's really important, and I'm going to walk through it and talk about some of my ideas to expand upon it. But before we get to that post, I want to talk about the new year and the goals that you should have for the new year, where you should write those goals, and the habits that you want to form that will actually get you to those goals. So I know with a lot of people, they make New Year's resolutions, and after a month or two, it ends up not happening. But for the past few years, I've written down all of my top five, six, seven, or eight goals at the beginning of the year. And I've seen that my goal has came true every single one of these years. And that's through the actual process of writing the goals and figuring out what are the things I need to do to make these goals happen. And then if you keep looking back at your goals throughout the year, you won't forget it. And if you build the habits that actually are required to reach those goals, you'll be so much more likely to actually fulfilling those goals. So I want to see you make some important and impactful goals for the new year. I want you to write those goals down and I want you to figure out what are the habits, what are the things you need to do on a weekly basis, sometimes on a daily basis, on a monthly basis to actually fulfill those goals and write it down wherever you're going to look at it the most. It could be on your phone, on a notepad, somewhere that you keep in your wallet or in your bedroom, wherever you want, write the goals. For each goal, write the habits that you need to do in order to fulfill those goals. And I want you looking at those goals at least once a month so you make sure you're on track throughout the year to reaching those goals. When I had the goal of reversing prediabetes, I wrote down exactly what I needed to do in order to reach that goal. And I remember how much it kept me motivated when I would see that I'm staying on track with all of the new habits I wanted to form and with eventually reaching my goal. So then when I did eventually reach it, I knew there was a reason why and I knew that I followed the instructions that I set out for myself and I had a pretty specific goal and I was able to reach that goal because I had a plan. So write your goals, have a plan, and you'll be able to get there. Okay, now let's get into the post. And this is someone who reversed prediabetes and she writes, seeing results, lowered A1C from 5.8 to 5.2. So that's really amazing. That's definitely from prediabetes into a very, very healthy range. She says, I'm a 36-year-old woman. My labs came back in August 2023, 5.8 A1C. I went through the typical spiral. Will I get full-blown diabetes? How could I do this to myself? Will I have to eat only salads and no fun foods for the rest of my life? 
And I remember that's exactly how I felt too when I first found out I had prediabetes. It was so depressing and I I had all the symptoms of prediabetes and I never attributed it to prediabetes. I had no idea that these were even symptoms of prediabetes. And I let myself listen to doctors who told me just because I'm thin that I was healthy. And once I actually figured out I had prediabetes, also I thought I was going to eventually get diabetes and I thought the symptoms would worsen. Um, and I did everything I could to reverse it. And in the beginning, it was very, very tough. But let's keep going with what she writes. What she did. Started strength training, working up to at least an hour a week. I stepped up my walking, especially after dinner, but still just 30 to 45 minutes, maybe five times per week, sometimes less. I met with a registered dietitian and embraced the diabetes plate model, pairing carbs with fat, fiber, and or protein. So that's a super important one. That's something I've implemented pretty much with all of my meals. Now I pretty much don't eat carbs by themselves anymore. It's completely fine to have carbs if you have prediabetes, but like she said, it's super, super important to pair them with fat, healthy fats, especially, and fiber. So eat some vegetables before a big meal and protein. If you eat enough protein with a meal and enough healthy fats, it will much reduce the spike that the carbs in the meal will cause on your body. The spike of glucose, that is. She says she watched carbs, sugar, snacking, and processed food, and cut calories. So if you are going to eat carbs and sugar, try to do that after a meal. For example, if you're going to have a dessert, make it a dessert after eating a full meal and not just a snack on an empty stomach. A snack being like a cupcake, for example. Don't just eat that on an empty stomach because that will cause a really big blood sugar spike. But if you eat it after a meal, it'll be much less significant of a spike on your blood sugar. Still, try to reduce those amounts of processed foods and carbs, but it definitely is okay to eat carbs, especially fruit, especially beans and lentils. Just do so in moderation and do so with protein and fats also. She says, I upped my protein and fiber. I ate veggies, fiber first, and then protein, and then carbs at all my meals. So that's something I also do. The order that you eat is very important when it comes to glucose spikes and blood sugar. So eat fiber and vegetables first, then eat your protein if possible. So if you have steak or fish or ground beef or anything like that, eat that after the vegetables and then carbs last. Of course, it's okay if you eat them all together, if it's a meal where you can't really separate the carbs from the protein and the fat, don't worry about it. Just do it when you can. So if you have a plate with different components, like salad on one part of the plate and a protein on the other part of the plate and carbs on the other, try to do it as much in the right order as you can. And she says she lost 35 pounds and counting, which is really amazing. So people who are overweight and have prediabetes, don't focus on the weight. Focus on eating healthy and controlling your blood sugar levels 
and then the weight will just come off with that. Focus on being healthy, focus on feeling healthy, and you won't have to worry specifically about counting calories or trying to reduce your weight. You can eat intuitively, you can eat in the right order, you can eat real whole foods and avoid processed food. You can avoid anything that comes in bags with tons of ingredients in it, like chips and all of those kind of foods. Just eat real food and eat until you are full and it'll be so easy to control your blood sugar levels. And if you are overweight, the weight will just come off. And for people who have prediabetes who are not overweight, you won't keep losing weight. You can stay at the same weight while still reducing your A1C and your fasting blood glucose. And you can make that change to your body and feel so much better while maintaining your weight. It doesn't mean that you will lose weight if you're already at the right weight. And that's just how the body works. So let's continue with what she wrote. What I didn't do, keto, intermittent fasting, cutting out all carbs, heavy cardio, or medication. So this is one of the things that I actually did do. I tried keto, I tried intermittent fasting, I tried cutting out all carbs and heavier cardio. I didn't try any medication for prediabetes. But this is one of the things that I could have done better when I was first trying to reverse prediabetes. So I went to more extreme diets like keto, which can be good from time to time, but uh, it's definitely not needed to reverse prediabetes. Intermittent fasting, which I also tried, which in the end I really didn't need to do. Cutting out all carbs, again, there's a lot of healthy carbs, and I eventually switched from the unhealthy carbs I was eating to the much healthier carbs. So I went from pasta, to chickpeas and sweet potatoes, for example, and lentils instead of rice and bread and heavy cardio. So I was trying to do more heavy cardio in the beginning, but now I'm doing just things that are important for prediabetes, which is some amount of cardio and some strength training, which we'll get more into in a future episode and medication so she never tried that i also never tried that a lot of people do Um, but it's good to try to reverse prediabetes before needing medication because if you rely on that you may not be as likely to try to do the lifestyle changes that really make the biggest impact and the most amazing impact on how you feel and your body and your mind She says, I still occasionally eat potatoes as part of a balanced diet. I eat homemade sourdough toast with nut butter. So I still also eat potatoes, sweet potatoes, some normal potatoes, and I just don't eat that much of it. I eat a moderate amount of it. And again, with dinner, I will never just eat potatoes by themselves with no protein and no healthy fat. So if you want to eat potatoes, do so but do it with dinner or with a meal that has protein and healthy fats in it and she says she makes homemade sourdough toast with nut butter i also want to make sourdough toast in the near future and i'll try to upload a video to my instagram once i do make sourdough 
and nut butter I really enjoy almond butter for example so you can try nut butters like that and almond butter uh, pistachio butter and things like that can be a really good addition for healthy fats or tahini I really like using tahini and again you can use olive oil or butter if you want um, and that's a good thing to eat with sourdough toast for example I occasionally eat ice cream or have a dessert so yeah it's okay to sometimes eat things like that that aren't healthy and I do it too once in a while but if that was something you were doing every day in the past that's an easy way you can start reducing your sugar intake and start improving your blood blood glucose regulation and what you can do you can start trying to find snacks and desserts that are much healthier for you like yogurt with berries and cinnamon and things like that that won't spike your blood sugar but that you still really enjoy and she says i eat out probably once per week and try to eat smaller portions but i'm not super restrictive so again if you eat out all the time it's probably going to be very difficult to reverse prediabetes since many many restaurants use uh, vegetable oils and unhealthy fats for example and lots of carbs that aren't healthy there are some restaurants that are much healthier and have healthier options but again if you eat out once a week you don't have to worry as much about it and eat a normal sized portion if you get full take the rest of the food home or just leave it over and you can definitely live a balanced lifestyle while still maintaining steady glucose levels, reversing prediabetes, and being really healthy. She says, I had to get blood work for something unrelated this month, and my A1C is now 5.2, and my non-fasting glucose was 78. I know this is just the start of what must be a long-term lifestyle change, but it feels good to see results. And she's so right with that, with the long-term lifestyle change. These are things that you can't just change for a month or two or three until your, until your A1C or your fasting blood glucose is back to normal ranges. These are things that you have to implement into your life forever. So you have to find a sustainable way and an enjoyable way of eating that you'll be able to stick with for the long term. And that doesn't mean you can't have a cheat day here and there or that you can't eat something that's not on your typical diet once in a while but for the most part you need to find a way of eating that your body will like and that will give you energy for the long term and that's the most important part to this whole thing of health and nutrition and finding the right diet for you and she says i know not everyone's health or case is so straightforward I still wonder if my 5.8 reading was related to a summer bout of COVID, but I love to see success stories. Here's hopefully the start of mine. So that's an amazing story. I really, really relate to this story because I had a similar story as her. Not everything was the same, but I also was able to reverse prediabetes. I'm actually looking to have some examples of people who reverse prediabetes on the podcast. So if you yourself or if you know someone who reversed prediabetes, you can send me an email and I will be happy to have them on the, on the podcast. 
And yeah, this was a really great episode. I hope you learned from her reversing prediabetes and from my experiences relating to her. I have a little resource of how I reverse prediabetes and the diet that I go about following most of the time now and the little tricks and tips about that. So I'll leave a link in the notes about how you can get that free PDF. And I look forward to 2024. It's going to be a great year. We're going to have episodes every week. Anything you want to know more about, you can email me and I'd love to talk about it. And I'll see you next week on the Find Your Nutrition podcast. Thank you.